Yes, I know I promised I promised more episodes, but it's August 15th, 2022. Just got back from the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. And we are in full fucking swing right now with training camps opening. We got injuries going on. We got lots of stuff to go over. And uh, we got drafts coming up. So without further ado, you're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram if you are not already at RoyDog underscore 13 and still going over on Facebook. Have not gotten banned over there yet. Uh, Dennis M. Roy over there. And if you're at all curious, I have dabbled a little bit into the old TikTok at RoyDog no underscore at RoyDog13 over there. Why is that important? Because I am dabbling with the idea of doing the live Sunday morning shows from over there, uh, being able to answer any questions. We'll go over our DFS stuff over there. Uh, it's going to make it a lot easier than just going over to Facebook, which I just absolutely hate because I'd like to have everything over on Twitter. Um, but I, for right now, I cannot do multiple platforms. So we're going to go over to the old Tiki talk and, uh, do that over there. So hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, which, you know, we have so many listeners over here, but, um, get over there at Roy dog 13 D a W G. Remember, good God. If you don't know it by now, <sighs> Just hit your call button, and I'll send Tommy over there with a tack hammer because you are really, really dumb. Uh, Let's go over a little bit of news and notes here real quick. Uh, There has been a trade. Philly finally sent uh, J.J. Arthega-Whiteside over to Seattle uh, for a cornerback. Uh, He is a wide receiver slash tight end. I don't even know if he's going to make the team, to be completely honest with you. He's not somebody that we're looking for in fantasy anyway, so... We're not really going to worry about it. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, Robert Sala has all the faith in the world in QB Joe Flacco. Ooh, Yvette needs to start the season. That's great. Hey, what? No, come on. Come on, videos. Let's not do this today. Um, so, <laughs> Zach Wilson, uh, what was it, Friday night? Um, was... It was, Twitter was set afire because Zach Wilson, everything was saying that Zach Wilson tore an ACL and ended up with nothing more than a bruise in the knee. And uh, that's just really, however that came out, uh, that went all around the expo right after it happened. So, you know, whoever brought that out and got that one started, oh, my God, 
just want to find you and kick you right in the dick hole because that was terrible reporting. And that could have been just through the team itself. You know, I don't know how you go from a, a torn ACL to a bone bruise, but uh, apparently it happened. And uh, that's just poor performance all around. So you got to be really careful with the news. Don't jump to conclusions. You know, put your jump to conclusions mats away. This time the news is moot. He should be fine. They're giving him a break. Uh, we got some hurt running backs in L.A. for the Rams. Uh, both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are not practicing. Uh, this one was new to me. Oh, soft tissue injuries. So, you know, hammies and all that. We've seen that with Daryl Henderson in the past. That's why I'm not really big on him. Uh, you know, as you know, trying to steal somebody's handcuff or whatnot. Uh, Cam Akers, he's, we're going to look at the ADP today. Um, I'm still not completely sold on him to be completely honest. Um, I know you can get him as an RB two problem is, and we've talked about this with a lot of drafts, unless your draft is really, really informed, you know, listens to Sirius XM, um, has their own content provider, which they, you know, outside of a, a fucking magazine that comes out in July, um, and they don't check the updates, you know, they go through a content provider and they're really up to date on what's going on with the ADPs uh, and stuff like that and how, um, you know, we're more in tune with the possibility of taking wide receivers early. Um, you know, most of your drafts, you're going to still probably see uh, lots of running backs taken in the first and second round. So um, we'll take a look at his ADP, but uh, we'll get back to it about how, you know, he could be pumped up even more um, just based off your own league. Let's see here. What else do we got going on? Nothing really. Nothing really. Packers uh, did take uh, Christian Watson, Robert Tunyon. They're off the pup. They are practicing. So uh, all my Green Bay Packer fans out there, uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. Romeo Dobbs. Get yourself some Dobbs. He is rising up the boards. I'm going to just let you in on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of a enough with that but you know did go to the expo i had a lot of fun out there met a lot of people that i didn't get to meet last year um everybody seemingly got along which is great um even people that you just know don't really like each other out there uh everybody was having a good time kind of let uh, bygones be bygones for at least one weekend so uh good to see it was a lot of fun um i behaved myself uh, to the best of my abilities out there, um, which is good. Um, that's not to say that I wasn't cursing up a storm like usual, um, but that's just me, and, you know, I don't give a shit. But uh, it was nice to meet the people out there. Hopefully we're getting some new listeners in there uh, from this weekend. Uh, did a lot of the networking type stuff while I was out there. I did get rid of almost all the stickers that I had left, um, the dog, the doghouse bull, fa uh, bulldog face, uh, the plane with the white, the plain white background. Um, so going to be starting up a new one out there if anybody's interested. And then we're, I did come up with the, I, the thought of actually taking that doghouse logo 
and uh, wherever I go. So, you know, NFL draft in Kansas City, planning on going on that one uh, next year. Hopefully, actually, you know, now that I have the potential for getting the media credentials, uh, actually getting behind the scenes and maybe doing interviews and stuff uh, for next year's draft. I'll have one for Kansas City. Um, and we'll just we'll just kind of play it by ear. I know I got to make some new ones up and just have some at the ready, anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Networked. Uh, me out in public is not is not the greatest thing. Um, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily like meeting new people, so. Um, if I shook your hand, if I had a smile on there, um, uh, uh, that is, that is not the usual me. Um, but I did it, uh, enjoyed talking to people and stuff. And, uh, there's some stuff out there. I'm hoping this, this is what I'm hoping for this next week. You know, we'll go over some, uh, strategies for seasonal. We'll start digging into a little bit of DFS, um, this week, but, uh, there's a couple of things. I don't have everything unpacked, um, uh, for my goodie bags and stuff, but there's some sites and stuff that I'm going to try and, uh, get your interest over to, uh, they have some good, uh, decent games that are different from what you're usually, um, seeing out there, your usual, you know, snake drafts, your auction drafts and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of fun, curious stuff that I'm going to actually try and get into a little bit. So, um, that is on the agenda this week. I'm hoping to at least get out some, uh, episodes, you know, they might be only half an hour long. Um, but I do want to get some more content out, uh, through the airwaves, uh, this week, starting this week. I want to, want to get going again, pushing on the, on the podcast. Um, because that's just as important as the content that I have still been pumping out, uh, week in and week out and been working on as far as like the draft guide and stuff. I'm hoping, keeping my fingers crossed, <sighs> keeping my fingers crossed that I can get that out by the end of the week. Um, worse comes to worse. Uh, I do know that there are some drafts that are coming up this weekend. Um, everybody who's on the subscriber list, I will be sending out um, my tier rankings at the very least. So, you know, that's all based off the ADP chart. So, uh, we'll be good to go there. So, let's just go start getting in here position by position. Just kind of go through it. Uh, we're going to be primarily focusing on the uh, draftable players. Um, you know how we do it with the quarterbacks, too. We handle with the super flex. So, once we start getting into. Uh, everything past the QB, the QB ones, you know, that's definitely we're considering possible uh, QB ones <clears throat> in your leagues that you can take a shot on uh, should work out well, no matter what. Um, and then anything after that, it's going to be, you know, super flex, Q, uh, two quarterback leagues, stuff like that. So here we go. Of course, Josh Allen staying in at number one. Justin Herbert has moved up from three back up to two. Him and Patrick Mahomes have been flip-flopping back and forth uh, all offseason. Not a big surprise there. Lamar Jackson is currently your four, your QB4. Kyler Murray, for whatever reason, is QB5. Uh, whether that has something to do with Joe Burrow's appendicitis that he had taken care of, 
uh, hadn't been practicing. You know, he, he's been in camp. He just hasn't been practicing. Um, but Joe Burrow, to me, is definitely above Kyler Murray, if not above Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts comes in at QB7, Russell Wilson at 8. Uh, Dak Prescott at 9 has moved up uh, one spot. He has been at 10 for the last couple weeks. Uh, Tom Brady uh, coming in at 10. Now that's a drop because Tom Brady has been given permission for like 10 days off. Uh, nobody really has any idea what's going on with this. Um, I've heard multiple, I've heard, you know, that this was part of the deal of him coming back. Uh, I've heard divorce rumors, everything. So I'm just kind of just laying back in the weeds and just kind of watching how this thing develops. Um, but Tom, you know, Tom Brady being in the league for as long as he has, uh, it's certainly not that big of a deal in terms of, you know, the playbook and stuff like that, but, you know, just keeping that chemistry with his receivers, uh, the new tight ends that they have, cause there is no, uh, Gronkowski this year, air quotes. There is no Rob Gronkowski this year, um, you know, Cameron Brait being really the only tight end that has, you know, caught passes from uh, Tom Brady. They have the two rookies, but we're going to wait and see. We're going to have to see what happens. I mean, you do have Kyle Rudolph in there, but he is not somebody that we're going to focus on. Trey Lance is coming in at uh, QB 11, followed by Matt Stafford at QB 12. So those are your QB 1s right now. Following that up, we have Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. They've kind of been flip-flopping between 13 and 14, uh, per usual for about the last two months. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa, um, which who actually had uh, another terrible pass put up on on uh, social media. It was kind of funny. Really, really short-armed it. Um, so that wasn't good. But you know, if you're trusting in the offense, that uh, they've brought into Miami to is, is still a decent, decent enough quarterback for a super flex to QB league. Uh, Justin Fields coming in at QB 17, Trevor Lawrence at 18, Jameis Winston, 19. I have a thing for Jameis Winston. Um, whether you trust him and if you don't trust him, you know, don't go with him, but I'm really into Jameis Winston, uh, for whatever reason, if it's, if anything, it's just because Michael Thomas has looked good uh, in training camp. Matt Ryan comes in at QB20, which is fine. Daniel Jones a little bit risky at QB21. Uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, at QB22 has still still going through the possible suspension issues. Uh, the initial the initial uh, drop was six games, but you know NFL is trying to go for at least a full season. Uh, there's been rumors that it could go up to eight. Um, and possibly 12. So we're still in wait-and-see mode with Deshaun Watson. Uh, for right now, best balls only. I wouldn't touch him in your regular seasonal leagues. Ryan Tannehill comes in at QB 23, Mac Jones at 24, uh, and Jared Goff at QB 25. Carson Wentz is at QB 26. I actually like him a little bit, but only as, say, a second or possibly third quarterback for your two quarterback superflex leagues. Uh, do like Davis Mills a little bit, but I'm not jumping on it. Baker Mayfield has been, if you're curious, has been sitting at QB 29. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, really Baker Mayfield is the last quarterback that I would kind of 
even consider in there. Uh, Zach Wilson, I'm completely off. Uh, have been all off season. We've went through strength of schedule based off DVOA. I uh, don't like him or the passing offense. Brees Hall at running back. We're going to have to have a little talk about him. So now we are moving on to the running backs. Of course, JT Jonathan Taylor is number one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has stabilized as the number two. Um, <clears throat> Austin Eckler at three. I don't like him that high. I would prefer to go with Najee Harris, who is the RB4, and Derrick Henry as the RB5. Now, you can sell it to me that Austin Eckler should still stay above Dalvin Cook, who comes in at RB6. DeAndre Swift at, at RB7. Joe Mixon at RB8. Now, he's a 13 overall, so right at the beginning of the second round. Uh, I have been getting a lot of Mixon shares because everybody seems to be off of him. He's been dropping. Now, uh did do a draft this weekend. It was a super flex, so he dropped a little bit more because we went quarterback heavy in the first round. We went QB heavy in the first round, and then it died off. So it was a true, true blue. Everybody knew what they were doing as far as drafting for quarterbacks. Uh, the rest of the teams, I don't know, as far as their running backs and wide receivers, um, we'll just have to see. We'll just we'll just have to see where it lies at the end, right? So um, once the dust settles, see who's the best team. I'll fill you in, though. It's really mine. It's mine. I had the best team. But it's got to perform. Uh, Joe Mixon, I would take in front of Dalvin Cook. I would take him in front of DeAndre Swift. In front of Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is going to be taken taken down a little bit, and that's basically because Isaiah Spiller, the rookie, uh, coming in there, they really want to rest Austin Eckler and not give him as much of a heavy workload as what they did last season. So... That's why I'm down on Eckler. But Joe Mixon is is a man all on his own. You will see a little bit of Samaji P. Ryan, who is your handcuff um, uh, officially as of yesterday's report. Um, but Joe Mixon I would put in front of Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift. If you want to take him in front of Eckler, by all means, you are more than welcome to do that. Now, Saquon Barkley comes in at RB9. Pick 14 overall. And there's been a lot of talk about Christian McCaffrey and how you just have to completely take his upside and just not worry about the injuries and stuff. Well, I do worry about the injuries because it's happened the last two years. And it's happened consistently. The reason I would take Saquon Barkley well before I would take Christian McCaffrey. Now, that's the Saquon Barkley at his ADP at his spot right now, right? So I would take Barkley at his spot well before I would ever take Christian McCaffrey at his spot. They've both had injuries the last couple of years. Barkley looked a little dragged out last year. Um, but uh, Barkley in the Brian Dabble offense, I have a lot of interest in. And I would definitely consider, there in, consider him at 14, uh, especially if he drops, happens to drop a little bit more because of the you know, the injury fear, um, I would take a shot on Saquon Barkley's upside over Christian McCaffrey's. So the farther down you go on your draft boards, the more risk tolerant I am. So definitely if you're getting a guy in the second round versus the first round, you're kind of 
trying to solidify a spot in that first round, a guy who's safe, uh, who's going to work out each and every, you know, for the most part, each and every week uh, and be really consistent. Um, that's why I'm not taking McCaffrey. I'll wait. I'll take Barkley. Now, he can be your RB1 if you're taking a wide receiver in the first round. That's perfectly fine. But my risk tolerance is a little bit more, like I said, in that second round versus the second overall pick in my draft. Aaron Jones comes in at RB10. Love Aaron Jones in that spot, especially at pick 18 overall. Javante Williams is still being disrespected. RB11, 19 overall. Now, we've talked about this one before. We talked about this a month ago, okay, (laughs) which happens to be the last time I had a recording. Um, There was talk at the expo, and it was who... Who do you feel is the one of the riskiest picks at their current ADP? Javante Williams' name came up. And the argument was against the whole, you know, Melvin Gordon getting re-signed, and uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Eh, we'll just leave him nameless anyways. But uh, had said that, you know, even though the argument can be made that Melvin Gordon was signed super late uh, for real dirt cheap um, late in the free agent period that he was still going, he was, they still ended up bringing him back. So he was going to have roughly, you know, he could have roughly the same workload as what he had last year uh, splitting with Javante Williams or a 60, 40 split. And I didn't do it there. I didn't want to be that asshole. But that's complete bullshit. Said it before, and I'll say it again. The only reason Denver brought back Melvin Gordon is because they had no other option on their team. I also brought up the point that he had visited. He had visited the Ravens. And whether or not you want to get into the whole contract discussion or not, the Ravens still decided to go with Mike Davis as a backup running back versus Melvin Gordon. And that's a run-first team. So what does that tell you? It tells you that they weren't, no matter if if he had some kind of outrageous contract demand, which I do not believe that he had, because it would have been a job, would have got a couple-year contract, you know, would have probably ended up being a one-year deal. But... Um, they didn't look at Melvin Gordon as being somebody that they trusted to fill in in case J.K. Dobbins um, and Gus Edwards weren't back. So if another team doesn't want your guy, why, why, why would you think that he'd be such a big deal back in Denver? He's a 30-year-old running back. We know there's a drop-off period. It's between 28 and 30. Those legs die out at a certain time. All right, rounding out the RB1s, you have Alvin Kamara at RB12. Uh, And he is now at pick 20. He's stabilized at the end of the second round. Uh, He was in the third round at one point. 
Uh, but it looks like his suspension is not going, if he ends up getting a suspension, it's not going to happen this year. It's probably going to happen next year. So we're good to go at Alvin Kamara. We like where he's at there. Um, I am off Nick Chubb at RB13, pick 22 overall. I'd rather get Nick Chubb right behind him at RB14, uh, 25th overall pick. Next, we have Travis Etienne. I'm okay because he's at pick 30. That's the middle of the third round, but you got to be careful with that uh, still because they are probably going to rotate the running backs in there. Uh, but I do like Etienne's upside. Ugh, I said upside. Ugh. I do like Etienne's explosiveness. Now, we still have to get him through training camp with coming off that Liz Frank. So going to keep an eye on him. I'm going to try and get an update. I, once I get the actual tier charts out, you'll know, I, well, I'll have an update for you on there uh, if you listen to the pod. So James Conner, I'm still off, even though he's starting to slide towards the back of the third round. Cam Akers, I'm not going to touch. I want to really, really bad, but I'm not going to touch him there. Then you have Zeke Elliott, and you have Brees Hall. Now, somebody took Brees Hall at the beginning the beginning, right at the one two turn or the uh two three turn in my draft on Saturday, and that is way too goddamn high. Brees Hall, where he's at, I think you can take a shot. He is my favorite uh running back out of all the rookies. Um, but there's a little bit of a danger with Mackay Becton out now with the knee injury for the year. Um that offensive line isn't as strong as what we all think. Um, I would still probably put it at least right in the middle of the league, but um, losing Mackay Becton was kind of a big deal at right tackle. J.K. Dobbins back at practice, uh, came off the pup list finally uh, just before the weekend. He is RB20. He's picked 52 right in front of David Montgomery at RB21. Uh, Antonio Gibson, who's in a little bit of a trouble because he fumbled again this weekend, uh, he's the RB 22, Elijah Mitchell at RB 23. Now those are fifth. Those are no, those are five, six turn, uh, running backs right there. Uh, and both actually, um, well, Gibson and Gibson and AJ Dillon switch spots at 22 and 24. Um, still left Elijah Mitchell right in there. Dillon at 63, I still think is a little bit high. Um, I probably would take a shot on Josh Jacobs first, but um, you start kind of getting into the spots with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who keeps dropping. He's at he's at RB26. He's an RB3, um, pick 75 overall. Uh, I still kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Isaiah Pacheco. If you've been listening since uh, before the draft, uh, you know I am not an Isaiah Pacheco guy. I think he's I think he's fucking trash, um, and in fact, all he does if, if you go back and look at any of his tape, he's a big juke guy, where he's got to find that he's really takes his sweet ass time trying to find a hole. Um, so A for patience, uh, but uh, F for um, performance. And it was kind of funny because he really didn't do anything in the game this weekend. Uh, so I just kind of laughed at some of those guys. But uh, next we have Tony Pollard. God, RB27, 76 pick overall. 
Zeke's going to be the touchdown guy. That's that's the thing. Pollard Pollard has to score his touchdowns from farther out, um, at least historically. So um, I'm not going to take Pollard there. And in fact, I, I've talked about this before. I'd rather, I'd rather, especially if I'm on the ends and coming around in about the seventh, eighth round, um, if I'm able to swing a move where you can get. Uh, uh, combination backs, Devin Singletary and James Cook, uh, Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker, stuff like that. Uh, that to me is more of a winning strategy than going with Tony, trying to get Tony Pollard just to secure the backfield. Now, if you had Zeke Elliott and you wanted to back him up with Tony Pollard, absolutely go ahead and do that. Uh, Miles Sanders coming in at RB29. There's been a lot of hype up on Miles Sanders. Down that far, especially if you're holding off on running back, I guess Miles Sanders is fine. Uh, I wouldn't want him to be my number one over, uh, number one running back, but a number two, yeah, I can see it. Chase Edmonds, I want to like to, I want to like a running back in Miami, but it's just really hard. If I'm going to do anything, I'm just going to sit back, uh, real super late and take Sony Michelle instead. Uh, Damian Harris actually moved up a spot. He moved up four overall spots. Uh, for the New England Patriots at RB31. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is right behind him. Now, that's another one that you can link up if you really want to, and I probably would suggest it. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, one overall pick behind him at RB32. So there's a lot of tandems that you can kind of get in there. Um, And then you have a guy like Kareem Hunt that everybody is really kind of starting to try and kind of drop off on. Uh, he's back to RB34. Uh, other guys that I kind of look at, do not fucking draft Corderell Patterson. Do not. Do not. Do not. Tyler Algier looked pretty decent. Uh, he's at RB49, 133. Uh, so super late. Maybe take a shot on uh, Tyler Algier uh, before you take a shot on Corderell Patterson. Uh, Damian Pierce is still <clears throat> for Houston is still at a good value. RB38, 109 overall. I'm trying to get shares of Damian Pierce down in there, uh, at least as an RB3, maybe a possible RB4. Um, <sighs> Spiller we talked about. He's an RB40, uh, 114 overall. That's a guy you really want to handcuff. Uh, if you decide you want to go Eckler, even if you take him at RB3 um, all the way at the beginning of the first round, or the first half of the first round, I should say. Uh, definitely make sure that you get yourself some Isaiah Spiller. Uh, do not sit on him. Get him before the 10th round because somebody is going to jump on him. Uh, Naheem Hines, I kind of like at RB42. Daryl Henderson, no. Rashad White, hook hook him up with your Leonard Fournette shares. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, no. Somebody took James Robinson this weekend. I'm like, why? Why? Uh, Michael Carter, I do like. Uh, he's an extreme value. He is in the 11th round uh, right now, so I like him. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I still kind of like down in there. Uh, stay away from Ronald Jones, though, because that Isaiah Pacheco um, uh, train is heading up, and Ronald Jones is heading down. Um, so if you're going to do CEH, definitely probably go with Isaiah Pacheco before Ronald Jones. Um, if we don't have any news yet on, like, say, Ronald Jones being dropped. Brian Robinson Jr. in Washington, uh, definitely grab him and pair him up with Antonio Gibson. I do like myself a little Zamir White uh, for the Raiders. 
down there at RB55. Tyrion Davis-Price, I think, is probably a good guy to get um, for San Francisco, but there's been some talk that Trey Sermon has really kind of asserted asserted himself a little bit, so I'm kind of watching that San Francisco backfield. Uh, Davis price is going at RB 56, 160 overall. And then you can get a real good value. You can get a shit, uh, shit ton of value out of Trey Sermon, uh, RB 69, 210. So he's not even in, in most of your regular drafts. Um, another guy that I'm hooking up with hooking together with, uh, Damian Pierce would be Marlon Mack at RB 58, 162. So way at the way at the bottom. And then we've, we've heard about this shit show with Kareem Hunt, uh, trying to hold out for a new contract. I doubt we see him do that. So just kind of keep paying attention. Dearness Johnson, hell of a value right now at RB61, 184 overall. Uh, nobody else of real note. Stay away from Chris Evans in Cincinnati right now. Samaje P. Ryan, uh, who you can get super late, uh, is has been, has been uh, uh, tapped as... Uh, mix is definite backup right now. Moving on to wide receivers, uh, Justin Jefferson has officially moved up to number one, uh, third overall pick. He's in front of Cooper Cup still at wide receiver two, pick four. Uh, not much changing up in here. Uh, Jamar Chase still at three. Stephon Diggs did move up to four, uh, dropping Devontae Adams to five. But they're at pick, overall picks 10 and 11. I still like Adams way more than I like Diggs. Diggs, I am not taking unless you get one of them running back uh, heavy first rounds again. And that sh- starts shoving Stephon Diggs towards the middle to late end of the second round. That's the only way I'm going to consider him. Um, there's, just too, there's just too much going on where he has deficiencies against certain coverages, mostly man-to-man. So I just don't trust him as an overall number one for any team. It's not to say that that offense isn't going to be good, but I think you're going to see that ball still spread around a lot between him, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, so on and so forth. C.D. Lamb coming in at wide receiver six. He's been pretty stable all year. I'm fine with C.D. Lamb. Uh, Debo Samuel at seven. I think is perfectly fine at pick 17. I I wouldn't want to take him... Uh, really above the middle of the second round, um, but I could be convinced if you really like Debo Samuel and you wanted to take him early in the second round, uh, you would have my blessing on that. Uh, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver eight. He's been pretty. He's been pretty stable as a wide receiver eight, wide receiver nine. Uh, pick twenty one overall right now. Mike Evans, pump the brakes a little bit now. He's wide receiver nine, pick twenty three overall. I think that's fine, but we know how this works with Mike Evans. Everybody falls off of Mike Evans, so you probably will get him late in the third, um, just to be completely honest with you. Uh, A.J. Brown has moved up uh, to a wide receiver one uh, as the 10th overall wide receiver to pick 26 overall. Um, A.J. Brown is still coming at quite a discount. There's not a lot of people that are tracking this ADP, uh, like, say, how we do. Um, so they don't know that AJ, where the high stakes league, you know, we get our ADP taken, uh, we take our ADP from the NFFC, um, and they are a lot higher on AJ Brown, but everybody else is still a lot lower. Um, 
A.J. Brown's had a really good rapport with Jalen Hurts. So uh, if you can get A.J. Brown in the third round, that's great. I still I, – I did get a share of A.J. Brown finally, um, and I got him in the fourth round. Now, that was super flex, so you're looking at probably a third, a mid-third round pick. Uh, Michael Pittman at wide receiver 11. He jumped up over Keenan Allen. Um, well, actually, didn't jump over Keenan Allen. Uh, A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen kind of switched spots, so – um, do like, do like Michael Pittman at there. I think that's fine. Keenan Allen is fine. Uh, at wide receiver 12, pick 28 overall. T Higgins is, he's dropped. He's finally dropped to a wide receiver two, uh, at 13 overall or third, uh, as the 13th wide receiver, I should say, uh, pick 29 middle of the third round. <sighs> It's okay. It's okay. I would rather I'd rather get T. Higgins at the end of the third round, kind of the beginning of the fourth. Um, but if you want to take a mid third, especially if you were doing it as a second wide receiver, um, so you know once get your stud running back <clears throat> and then do two wide receivers. I think that's perfectly fine. Then uh, DJ Moore. Had been moving up. He's stabilized. He's wide receiver 14, 34 overall. Uh, Jalen Waddle still don't like him at pick 36 overall. Then you have Mike Williams. I'm fine with Mike Williams there. It's a better passing offense. Uh, Cortland Sutton just continues to rise. He's at pick 38 overall at wide receiver 17. Um, but I'm okay. I'm kind of on that Cortland Sutton train that he was way too low to begin the offseason. Um, so he's kind of stabling, he's kind of stabilizing out now, kind of right where I would have expected him to be after the Russell Wilson trade. Deontay Johnson is fine at wide receiver 18, pick 41. Allen Robinson just jumped over Terry McLaurin. <coughs> My bad. Um, which I think is kind of ludicrous. But I mean, it's only uh, one overall pick switch, so it wasn't that big of a change. Um, but I do value Terry McLaurin as a number one over Allen Robinson um, as more of a number two in that L.A. Rams offense. D.K. Metcalf, now he's at pick 45 overall at wide receiver 21, but I have seen multiple, multiple drafts where D.K. Metcalf has fallen. Um, hold on one second. To the fifth, even sixth rounds. Uh, we even saw one draft where he fell into the eighth round, so you can wait and get some value there. Marquise Hollywood-Brown stabilizing out at wide receiver 22, pick 46 overall, followed by Gabe Davis, who we are high on and will continue to be high on as a late fourth-round pick. Gabriel Davis, that's who we're talking about. A lot of people pumping up Brandon Cooks. I've seen drafts where he's gone in the third round, which I just find to be absolutely ludicrous, but... If you can get him at the back end of the fourth round or in the fifth round, I think that's fine right in there for that Houston offense. Monroe St. Brown, I'm a little bit off on. Uh, start of the fifth round. I think the ADP is fine for a Monroe St. Brown, uh, but with TJ Hawkinson back, I'm a little bit hesitant to draft him up that high. I've been more than welcome to take a shot on DJ Chark, who comes in at wide receiver 55, pick 130 overall. Uh, I know DJ Chark's injury history, but... With him sitting kind of back there, um, I'm willing to take the wait and see approach with him, and consider him a so I consider him a much better better value than 
uh, Amon Ra. I think a lot of people are going to take him a little bit higher, like I said, in the fourth round. Uh, that's my thought on it. Um, but I could be wrong. But I mean, if you get him in the if you get him in the mid to late fifth round, I think it's perfectly fine. Same with Jerry Judy. Uh, Darnell Mooney's fine uh, in the fifth round. I'd rather get him in the sixth. And then, of course, you have Rashad Bateman, who everybody pumped up. Um, he's still kind of stabilized out into the fifth round, middle about middle of the fifth round. It's okay. I'd rather get him in the sixth. Uh, guys that I'm still kind of looking at, and I kind of like their ADPs even now. Juju Smith-Schuster is okay. He's looked good in camp. Still a little bit, you know, I'm holding on to the thought of McCall Harmon, but at this point I he hasn't really done anything in camp, so... I might be moving a little bit more towards the rookie and Sky Moore at wide receiver 48, to be honest, with Kansas City. Uh, another guy that I'm looking at, Michael Thomas. Uh, he has moved up. It's getting a little scary now. He's at the end of the fifth round. If he's still there in the sixth, I'm going to take him there, but I'm not probably going to take him in the fifth. Elijah Moore, love the player, love the talent. I think I'm completely staying away for, from him. We've talked about the Jets uh, passing offense before. Um, letting somebody else deal with that because that, I think that's going to turn into a real fucking headache. Um, Amari Cooper, hesitant until we know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I don't really care for him with Brit, uh, Brissett. Adam Thielen is fine at pick 69 overall, wide receiver 34. I think that's a good one, but I would probably rather have Hunter Renfro, uh, wide receiver 35 at pick 70, or even take a shot on De- DeAndre Hopkins with the upside Six-game suspension, wide receiver 36, pick 71 overall, but to each his own. Now, I talked about it, you know, guys to kind of take a look at and kind of fade. Um, that if you are looking at Marquise Brown at that at the wide receiver 22, you may want to just go ahead and pair him up with Hopkins because it was a really good schedule for the wide receiver one. Um, and the wide receiver two is going to benefit with uh, Hopkins back, so that would be, you know, Marquise Brown. Brandon Ayuk, he's jumped up. He's jumped up quite a bit. He's jumped up a full round um, now, but he's still at a good value at pick 77 overall, wide receiver 37, so I like him there. Like Devontae Smith, uh, wide receiver 38. Kadarius Tony completely fucking staying away from him. Alan Lazard, I'm okay with for Green Bay at wide receiver 40. I'm just not in love with it. Um, I think if you want the most stable guy, it's probably going to be Lazard, but uh, Romeo Dobbs is really sneaking up right now. He is sneaking up quite a bit. He's up 30 picks this week. Uh, Drake London, uh, I'm okay if you want to take a shot on. Now, these guys are the guys that you don't want to rely on. These are the guys that you know no more, no better than your wide receiver three. Uh, wide receiver four is preferred. Um, Christian Kirk, I'm okay. Uh, don't like the contract that he signed in Jacksonville, but he is going to be their number one. Uh, do like Tyler Lockett though at wide receiver 43. I think that's a hell of a deal there. Traylon Burks, I am staying away from. I love the talent if you're doing dynasty, um, there, but not, not for redraft. Chris Olave though, I do like at wide receiver 45 pick 99. I, that is a guy I'm been getting tons and tons of shares on. Robert Woods, okay. Russell Gage, I'm falling off on. Uh, Sky Moore, we talked about already. Chase Claypool, I have said I'm staying away from. 
And now everybody's seeing what I was seeing with George Pickens. And I don't want to, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. Okay, I am. I'm bragging. If you didn't know exactly how fucking good George Pickens was by the time we, I mean, before the draft, you have no clue. No clue what you're looking at for rookies. No clue. Yeah, he had a little bit of a trouble. Yeah, he had the injury. But that dude was making Jake Fromm, <laughs> Jake from State Fromm, look like a fucking superstar. And then you'll notice he didn't he he couldn't even stay on the own on the team that drafted him. So George Pickens, he's going to keep jumping up. He's going to keep jumping up over the next couple weeks. I guarantee it. He's going to get up there probably at least up to about the 10th round. So just keep that in the back of your head because I will be moving him up as guys that I want. Um, Let's see here, 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 here. Rondo Moore, no. Tyler Boyd, yes and no. He's going to drop farther than his 160th pick overall. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Jets, no. MVS, no, stay away from Kenny Galladay is your value guy. Pick 128 overall wide receiver, 54, right in front of DJ Chark. And this is a good little three-player chug here. So you got Galladay, Chark, and then you got Jarvis Landry, who I like at wide receiver, 56, 131. Now we got a couple of rookies coming up in here. Jalen Tolbert and then Jahan Dotson. I don't know why Tolbert jumped ahead of Dotson, but... Um, wide receivers 58 and 59, uh, picks 134 and 135. So you're looking at about and about the 11th round, maybe into the 12th. But I would probably say 10th round is where you're going to want to start looking them up. Jacoby Myers, okay. McCall Hartman, like I said, I'm falling off. Uh, Palmer, don't don't fucking draft Julio Jones. I swear to God, don't do it. Uh, let's see here. Now we're getting into let's just. Pick some guys out. Pickens I like. Dobbs I like. Watson I'm kind of off on right now. Uh, Wandale Robinson I think is the guy that you really want outside of, you know, instead of Kadarius Toney. Uh, so if you're going to take a shot on that, uh, that's fine. At pick, you know, pick 167. We're talking very end of the draft here. Uh, if you want to take a shot on uh, Wandale, it's fine. You know, fourth, fifth, or kind of actually – Fifth or sixth wide receiver, uh, that's where you would look at him. Um, Alec Pierce, I do like for Indianapolis. You can do a wait-and-see approach on him as well. Uh, I want to like Jamison Williams, but I'm not 100% I'm sold that he's going to be really ready to go for the season. Um, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, I would still take a look at at wide receiver 77. And, yeah, you just have your kind of odds and ends down in here. Uh, the whole Velas Jones thing, no, I'm not. I'm not trusting it at all. The only wide receiver I would draft is for for the Bears is Darnell Mooney. Uh, Cole Komet's fine at tight end. Uh, coming down here, doo -doo -doo. is there anything? No, I think we're pretty good down in there. Um, if you need fill-ins, you know, for weeks, you got Zay Jones and AJ Green down in there. But outside of that, it's really the guy, only guys that we're focusing on. Tight ends, we're going to get through here. Um, we're not going to, I'll run through the defenses after I get done with tight ends, but I'll just go 1 through 12. Uh, Kelsey, you know, it's Kelsey Andrews Pitts. Um, 
Kittle, Darren Waller still staying up there. Uh, top 12 has not changed from last week. So you got Kelsey Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Waller, Schultz, Hawkinson, Goddard, Ertz, Knox, Cole Komet, and Pat Fryermuth. Now there's been a rumor that in Arizona they could run more 12 personnel with uh, um, Hopkins being out. So that kind of gives me some interest down here in uh, Trey, uh, Trey McBride, but um, I'm going to stay away from the rookie, okay? Don't let anybody talk you into that. Uh, your tight end twos, you got Gazicki. Oh, actually, is there anybody I don't like in here? No, I think it, I think that lineup is perfectly fine. I'm not I'm not going to be on Waller. He's been dealing with hamstring stuff. I think that's going to continue into the season, so I'm kind of staying away from him. I would kind of bump up about the next three guys. Ertz, I'm fine as a, as a tight end nine. If he gets any higher, if he would have happened to have gotten any higher than that, I'd be completely off. But I think he's fine uh, if you get him real super late. Uh, your tight end twos, uh, Gazicki. I'm okay with Irv Smith, yes. Albert O, no. Do not draft Albert O for a second tight end. Hunter Henry, okay. Fant, meh. David Njoku's the guy, this little sleeper guy that I like. Uh, Tyler Higby, a little I like him a little bit. Uh, Evan Ingram, I am staying off of at tight end 20. I like uh, Dan Arnold still a hell of a lot more, so that kind of is what it is. Uh, Gerald Everett for LA. It's a good spot, but I think you're just fishing for touchdowns. So we'll probably just leave that one for DFS. Uh, Hooper for Tennessee. No. Uh, Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati. Maybe. Now realize this be like a, if you had to have like two tight ends, uh, Robert Tunyon for Green Bay. Mm. It's okay. I still think Josiah DeGuerra is going to actually do a little bit of something this year. Nothing probably really fantasy relevant for seasonal, um, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna steal some t- a little bit more touchdowns again this year. Um, and that's really your tight end ones through twos. Uh, in there, Let's see if there's any sneaky ones. No, Cameron Brate dropped a lot, um, and then they had like Cade Otten. Uh, rose up this last week. That's probably specifically from the last game because he cut a touchdown uh, in there. But, I mean, he's still tight end 57, so it's not like a guy that you're just, like, dying to have. Um, nobody else really down in there. Stay away from the Jets tight ends because they're going to they're gonna really kill each other off. They're going to cannibalize one another this season. <clears throat> so we'll just do the quick rundown uh, on your defense and your current defensive rankings here. Uh, so here it is. Here's your defensive ones. Bills, Colts, Bucks, Niners, Rams, Pats, Cowboys, Broncos, Saints, Packers, Dolphins, and Ravens. So it's, it's kind of the same old, uh, teams in there, but what you have in there is, you know, a couple here and there that they just switch like one spot, went up, went up one, went up down one. Um, when I'm drafting, all I'm really doing is taking I, what I try to do is I always try to take a defense that has a late bye week. Um, I do that with kickers too, just for the plain simple fact that you know you just find it, you know, for the defense you find a decent defense that you're okay with, and just set it and kind of forget it. 
um, if you don't want to, you know, spin the wheel every week and trying to find a, a defense to rotate in. Um, same with kickers. Just f- as far as kickers are concerned, you know, just get a kicker that is on a good offense. Um, that should be decent each and every week. Um, get you a couple field goals, get you a couple extra points, and then uh, just kind of work it off of there because then you don't have to mess around with it. You just mess around with it late in the year. Everybody else is pretty much set. They're not going to try and steal your kicker away from you. Um, so you can usually just drop it and then pick it back up, you know, the next week. So uh, let's do our defensive two twos here. What do we have here? Okay, Chargers, Steelers, Browns, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, Vikings, Commanders, Cardinals, Panthers, Bears. So those are your defensive twos. Um, pretty much I am only going to look at your defenses up through probably the Steelers at defense, of four, at defense 14. Cleveland Browns I like, but the problem is, is, is if Brissett's in there, then I'm worried about stallouts, um, and then they're going to be kind of trapped on their own side of the field. So uh, that's pretty much what <clears throat> all I'm going to really cover on that for the ADP this week. Uh, I will continue to update update these the next two weekends, so you'll still get them on the Sunday on the Sundays for the following weekends. Uh, but I'm not going to go through it on. Um, Labor Day weekend because by the at that point it's just not worth it. Um, we should by that time know exactly who we're going to focus on, who we want to take, and just play it from there. But uh, glad to get a new episode out. Uh, and uh, like I said, going to have a lot more stuff out there. Again, follow me on social media at RoyDog underscore 13 over on Twitter and Instagram. Dennis M. Roy over on Facebook and on TikTok. I'm going to get more TikToks out, but uh, at RoyDog13 over there. So, uh, yeah, until next time, take care.